Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan, and it's great to be here. I'm so glad you could join me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time, and you're going to learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman, of course. And today I'm going to be talking to a power blogger. I don't know if you've heard that term or not, but power blogger. Those are men and women out there who have a great deal of influence on what people on the Internet are reading and talking about and creating all kinds of buzz. And why do we call them power bloggers? Because more and more women are on on the Internet at higher and higher numbers. And, in fact, 60% of American women recommend using the Internet to reach them. Only newspapers rank higher as the most trusted information source. Now, this is a dramatic change from just five six years ago when the internet still had kind of a low trust factor, but more and more and more of us are getting used to logging on, giving our credit card information, believing or at least having the ability to research what's out there to make our own decisions about the information that we find on the internet, and we're spending more time there. In fact, women are spending more than 13 hours a week online. That's double the amount of television that they're watching. Now, I know I don't watch a lot of television anymore. I don't have time. I don't know about you, if you have time or not. Thank God for TiVo and digital cable because I can actually record some television these days and watch it at midnight after the kids are to bed. But otherwise, it's really easy for me to go online. I can do it in the five minutes during a break between client meetings and check out some information. For for instance, to prepare for this show, I spend some time online. I can fit it into, into my daily life a lot easier, and I think a lot of women are finding that out. And in fact... of women, specifically mothers who are online, say they would miss the Internet more than any other source of information if they had to give up any type of media. And I am in that 84%. I agree. I have become incredibly dependent uh, on the Internet for just daily information and the ability and the freedom to seek out the information that I need about all kinds of things. In fact, women are visiting about weather, food, entertainment, news, health, and parenting. Pretty much anything that affects their daily lives, they're going online to find the information. And in in fact, nearly 50% are going online with their kids. Now, we know with kids and the Internet, it can kind of be a scary combination. So the more the parents are involved with what their children are watching online and seeking information online, the better. It's nice to see that 43% of moms are online with their kids. And they say that, you know what, at the end of the day, the web makes their lives a lot simpler, just a lot simpler. Remember what I said about trying to fit it in around everything else going on in your life? Well, the Internet makes that easy, and it makes it simple. 
Well, one of the major consumers of the Internet is what I like to call the target trendsetter. That's your average woman, mom with 2.5 kids at home. In fact, there's more than 9 million of us out there. Um, their median income is about $90,000. Um, median age is 40. They've gone to um, college. At least some of them have graduated. 38% have, and a quarter of them stay home and, and make um, the homemaker their main job function. They're very hopeful. They're very happy with their life the way it is. They're an optimist. They like, uh, they like the way they spend their time. In fact, they value their time greatly. They feel like that time is more important than money, and I'm a big believer in that as well. Um, in fact, a lot of them, even though they may stay at home with their kids, they're very, very interested in setting up their own business. They do put their family first, which is why some of them don't end up working, I suppose. Um, and they do indulge their kids with little extras. Um, they do shop, but when they shop, and they do shop frequently, um, they're willing to change brands just for the heck of it. They just want to try something different. They're seeking out deals. They're really very much motivated by the dollar, and they're looking for bargains. In fact, they enjoy searching for bargains, and they feel like they're very informed about what they do buy. And, of course, you can be guaranteed that they're finding that information out online. Um, their home is a priority. They love home decor. They consider themselves creative people. In fact, they, they try really hard to stay, stay young and attractive and keep up with the fashions and the trends. And they're juggling all kinds of things as they do that. Um, but they're driven a lot by money. They're shopping at what I would call middle America um, outlets like Land's End, Old Navy Gap, Nine West Coles, Lord and Taylor, Toys R Us and Michaels. Um, they're driving Volkswagens, Honda, GMC, Dodge, Chrysler, and Volvo. You know, they're they're wearing mud jeans, uh, Riders by Lee. They're shopping Tommy Hilfiger, uh, Gloria Vanderbilt, uh, things like that. So, if you're a marketer, how do you connect with this woman? Well. She's out there reading parenting magazines, even though she's online a lot. So she's checking out Family Fun, Parenting, Parents, Real Simple, Red Book, First for Women. Uh, some of the sites that she loves to go on are kids' sites because, again, she's on there with her kids a lot. So it's Disney, Channel Nickelodeon, things like that. Um, she's watching Extreme Home Makeover. She's watching Desperate Housewives and Grey's Anatomy. And she's online at, excuse me, she's actually on cable quite a bit looking at HGTV, ABS family, ABC Family, Disney, and Nick. So she's consuming a lot of media, as you can see. A lot of it focused around her family. A lot of it focused around news and entertainment. Um, but online is where she spends the bulk of her time. Well, my guest for this program is a trendsetter herself. Mir Kameen is a power blogger that I talked about at the top of the show. She's the brains behind two popular blogs, com and WantNot.net. And if your company has ever wondered what types of goods and services get influential bloggers like Mir interested, then you do not want to miss this interview. Stick around. A jam-packed purse strings is next. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Don't be fooled by your web analytics. If you think your web analytics are giving you all the information needed to manage your paid search accounts, you'd be shocked to see what they're not telling you. 
How are you tracking sales received over the phone that resulted from your PTC ads? Now, you can track call-in sales by campaign, search engine, and keyword with Engine Ready Call Analytics. Optimize top spending keywords with more accurate tracking and achieve higher PPC profitability. Get started now tracking your PPC call and sales with Engine Ready Call Analytics. Visit EngineReady.com to see how easy and inexpensive accurate call and tracking can be. EngineReady.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart, had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Welcome back to our coverage of the 17th Annual Golf Invitational, brought to you by SureHits.com. When looking for the right ad network, there seem to be unlimited choices. Go with the only network that targets the insurance industry, SureHits.com. Let's head down to the fairway. Here we are at the 18th hole. Odd choice for Ken Mitchum to not go with SureHits.com here. I mean, they are the only ad network that targets the insurance industry. Definitely a strange choice to not pick the best option for publishers in the finest category, but, oh, here's a swing. Oh, look out, folks. Terrible slice into the woods. Jeff Burns now stepping up to the fairway. And it looks like he's already chosen SureHits.com. Clearly the best choice since they pay more for quality traffic. And the swing. Oh, my. He crushes it. When getting ready to make your drive, go with a sure thing. SureHits.com. For insurance, it's SureHits. Andrew Miller, Mike Zaplin, and Rob Monster. Talk a little bit about some of the current domain strategies that are going on. With Network Solutions putting up their Whois database, it created a marketplace. If we can, with patents.com, we're going to be able to translate 30 million patents into 15 different languages and create 450 million documents built to be spidered and indexed with the search engines. Domain Masters. Live broadcast Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on Webmaster Radio. Find Webmaster Radio now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Add us today from the WebmasterRadio.fm homepage. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And welcome back. I am so excited to have Mir Kamen on the show today. She's a blogger behind two excellent blogs. If you haven't checked them out, you definitely should. WhatAshoulda.com and WantNot.net. And Mir, thank you so much for being on the show today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Maria. Well, I'm so excited. I know I have a lot of clients who's all, who are always asking me, Maria, how do I create some buzz for my products out there? And, you know, we try to drive them toward the Internet as much as we can uh, based on their, um, their risk, I guess, uh, sense of risk. Some of them are more excited about that than others. But, you know, you look at it from a completely different direction because you're the blogger. And before we get into the nitty-gritty details of how you work, I'm just curious if you could share with everyone out there listening today how you actually became, became fell into blogging. 
sure. Um, I started off as a, as a personal blogger. Um, as you mentioned, I, I run Woodashitta.com, which started out as just a personal journal, actually on a, on a free site. I started it on blogger.com a long time ago, and it sort of became like that old shampoo commercial. You know, I told two friends, and they told two friends, <laughs> and before I knew it, there were lots of different people reading. I, I moved it off onto um, my, my own domain and my own hosting, and um, once that had really taken off, I occasionally had posted some, some various sort of things about my bargain hunting tendencies and different sort of money management things, and um, the idea came to start that as a totally separate site. So a couple years after I started the first site, then I started the second one, which is devoted completely to frugal shopping and money management tips and, you know, budgeting for a normal person, um, and it, it all kind of went from there. Yeah, so you, you run two different blogs on two totally different topics. Have you ever found it challenging to kind of juggle the duties of both, or do you, have you find that the workload's pretty easy for you to handle? Uh, it, it depends on the, on the day. I mean, Woulda Shoulda is, is a, a journal. I mean, it's a journal for the masses, but whatever's going on in my life is, is, you know, sort of fair game for there. So, you know, some days my life is boring and I have a little bit of trouble coming up with something for that. Um, Want Not tends to be hopping a little bit more during the shopping season as people are ramping up for, for the holidays and things like that. I usually have more to post there, but, um, you know, I, I write for those two, which I own. I also write for five other sites, so this <laughs> is what I do all day, every day. <laughs> so you have to love it. Otherwise, it would drive you absolutely, absolutely crazy. And I, and I know, too, that you, you received a little bit more additional attention because you were recently on the Today Show, can you tell a little um, a little bit about that experience? Sure, that was my uh, my 15 seconds of fame. Uh, I was approached, <laughs> I was approached by an NBC producer that they were going to do a segment on Moms Who Blog, and um, they knew I was going to be in New York City for a conference, so they had me and and two other bloggers. They sat down with the three of us and taped for about six hours, and then you know our our FaceTime ended up being about 90 seconds. Um, which I, I guess is sort of par for the course for that. And they use that as a backdrop for a live interview on the show with yet a, another mom who blogs. Um, so that's, on the one hand, I'm glad for the exposure. I'm glad that they're, you know, traditional media is trying to put a little bit of spotlight on the, you know, new media, quote-unquote. On the other hand, if you take six hours and you condense it down to 90 seconds, um, what you get may or may not be representative of what actually happens, right? <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. That, and that happens more often than not, trust me, right. being on the PR <laughs> side of things and seeing how um, our messages sometimes don't always end up, you know, coming across exactly <laughs> the right way. Um, so I, I'm sure that that 15 seconds of fame, as you call it, probably upped the profile a little bit of, of what it should have because I think that that was the one that was actually featured. Am I correct? That is correct, yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I know you got pitched before the Today Show by companies wanting you to talk about products and services, and I'm now, I'm sure that you're getting pitched even more. And, and as you know, listeners out there um, are always looking for a way to connect with people who can pass along opinions, hopefully positive, about those products that they want to get out there to the masses. Um, I would imagine it's important for those doing the pitching, pitching to understand the differences in your blogs and not just assume that, you know, they're reaching out to you about what a shoulda, but it's really a want-not product. Uh, absolutely, and, and one of the things that a lot of bloggers are seeing right now 
is sort of a blanket pitch. Maybe there's a, there's a space where our name has been inserted, but it's clearly a pitch that's being sent out blind to some list of blogs. And part of the way that a lot of marketers are sort of getting busted on doing this is that many, many bloggers are like me and write for more than one blog. And what happens is I get the same pitch to every address, mm-hmm. and it's exactly the same pitch, and the marketer clearly doesn't know that I'm the owner of the various, you know, that there's one owner for more than one site. Um, and it's, it's not well targeted. And the thing that I think gets forgotten when they do this, they think they're casting a wide net, and maybe they'll pull up something good. But, you know, these are bloggers. These are people who put every little annoyance on the Internet. So this, this has a tendency to backfire <laughs> when they send something like that out. People start blogging about, oh, you're never going to believe this dumb pitch I got. Mm-hmm. And that can backfire badly. <laughs> so if we all want to avoid that, because I think we all do, no one wants a blogger to get irritated at us and start kind of, you know, sharing her frustration to everybody else. What, how do you recommend businesses that want to hook your interest? How, how do you suggest that they approach you? I think that businesses really need to get the message that when it comes to making connections with people who are engaging in this sort of social media on the Internet, is that less is more. Instead of sending out a blanket email to 3,000 bloggers, assign somebody to actually read the blogs, you know, maybe 300, maybe 30, to find out who's writing them, what are they writing about, what is their audience like. If you were sending something out that was better targeted, you would get more of a return on your investment anyway, right? Because mm-hmm. you would be sending it to the right people and they'd be more likely to talk about it. You know, WantNot is a, is a blog that covers products. I love getting pitches to WantNot provided that they're, you know, right for me. But I never do product stuff on Woulda Shoulda, and that's where I get 80% of the pitches that I receive because people have not bothered to actually read the site. So obviously if the pitch is targeted correctly to you, and at the right blog, that's got to pique your interest a little bit. But what else gets you interested? Does it need to be a product that you you are personally interested in, or you feel like that the people who tap your blog might be interested in? Well, again, assuming that we're talking about want not, because I, I don't do Correct. product stuff on my right. personal blog. Right. Um, it doesn't have to be something that I personally would use, but I have a good sense from having now you know run that site for two years of what my readers are looking for. Um, and, you know, just to give you a real easy example, you know, the tagline for Want Not is having it all with less. It's about being frugal. It's about getting bargains. And if somebody emails me a pitch to say, you know, the, the Shishi Boutique has, you know, everything the posh baby needs, and here's a coupon code for 10% off, and with the 10% off coupon code, now everything there is only three times what most of my readers would normally pay, you know, that's not of interest to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they would know that if they'd spend any time on the site. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, it, it really needs to be applicable to you and to the theme of the blog and then ultimately to those, those readers that come on and they're looking for what you have to offer, which are great bargains, obviously. Exactly. And you've had some really successful giveaways, I know. I mean, you shared one with me. Can you, can you um, share a little bit with the listeners about what you consider to be the most successful giveaway and why you think uh, it was so successful? Sure. Um, what I typically do is if someone approaches me about a product, I mean, due to my advertising contract and the way I run the site, I can't just take free products from people. But if they offer me products, I can say, if you'd like to do that as a giveaway on the site, I'd be happy to host that for you. Now, most of my readership 
is female, not all, but most. And most of those females, but again, not all, are moms. So the things that tend to be sort of mom or kid-themed seem to get the, the sort of biggest reaction. Um, we had a, had a great partnership a little while back with Scholastic, who, who I love and who I'm always happy to promote on my site because I think, you know, they're a great organization. The, what they produce, I think, is of interest, it, you know, to me, to my readers. Um, I was approached by them about they have a gift of the month club, where your kid gets, and it's, you know, put bracketed out by age, you tell them, you know, what age bracket your kid is, and then they get a packet of goodies every month. It's books, but it's also stickers and other stuff that goes with it. And, you know, the retail value on it was not insignificant. I forget what it was, maybe around $150, but it's a year's worth of stuff. Oh, and that's fantastic. Yeah, it was fantastic. And I think um, it, that was a little while back. I think that was the first sort of huge response contest that I had. You know, I've, I've given away stuff that's worth, you know, 5 or $10, and we get a good response. But when people offer sort of big-ticket items, I gave away a, uh, a kitty cell phone. I'm, I'm completely <laughs> – Khajiit. It was, it was a Khajiit phone. Um, again, that's, you know, that's a more expensive item. And even though if I get over 600 entries, your chances of winning are not that good. It's not like it costs them anything to enter, and the, the potential payoff is great. And the comments you know, after the contest, too, I think are really telling because often people say, wow, it's so great that you're able to do this. And I have actually gotten people leaving comments saying, you know, I'm going to look at this company in the future or, or I may go buy one of these products because I think it's so great that they were willing to do this giveaway. Yeah, it really does bode well for kind of infusing goodwill, if you exactly. will, with the masses, which is always a good thing. Well, we're going to take a quick break, Mira, and when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about the advertising network that you belong to because that's another component, and obviously an important one to you because that's how you help pay the bills. So when we come back, uh, Mira's going to talk about the Blog Her um, advertising network, so stay tuned. Purse Strings will be back in just a minute. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. Need help improving your PPC campaigns? Tired of spending all your time swamped with spreadsheets and manual updates? Turn to Adapt SEM software to optimize your campaigns and to reach your goals. Adapt SEM is one of the most affordable and reliable tools on the market for improving PPC campaigns. Adapt SEM not only optimizes your bids, but also gives you keyword suggestions, competitive research, and helps to test ads all in one place at flat rate pricing and no long-term commitments. Learn how Adapt SEM can help manage your PPC campaigns better. Check out our free webinar at adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Sign up now for a free personal tour. Adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Uh, hello. Uh, welcome to our website. 
Website traffic isn't about paying for clicks. Okay, so I guess we're going to wait until everyone shows up and then we'll... Uh, um... It's about having the right content. So while you're searching for more traffic, the folks at InfoSearch Media are creating the content people are searching for. With InfoSearch Media, you can get more traffic for less money than PPC. So the next time you need to speak to your customers... Welcome to our website. They're already searching for you. InfoSearch Media. Get content that really clicks. Cover story. The Silver Anvils for the Public Relations Society of America fosters wine estates of America. Worked with Ruder Finn to create a campaign which aligned them with the U.S. Open. Lisa Novak led the campaign. Connecting wine and tennis wasn't necessarily the easiest job. Having the platform of tennis was very helpful, but it really required some research on the back end to find some stuff that actually drew a straight line between one and the other. Cover we're reserving a headline for you. Live broadcast Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the public relations section only on webmasterradio.fm. The whoring of Facebook for promotional purposes continues with the webmasterradio.fm Facebook fan page. Join our fans by clicking the Facebook logo on the webmasterradio.fm homepage and keep up to date with all the latest. Become a fan on Facebook. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. I'm joined today by Mir Kamen, blogger behind two blogs, wittashitta.com and wantnot.net. Say that three times fast. Uh, we've been talking about how companies can best approach bloggers and intrigue people like Mir to talk about their products and services in, in hopefully in a positive way. Mira, I know um, you had a, another career before you transitioned to blogging several years ago, and you know, just and, and blogging itself doesn't pay the bills, obviously. So, how do you end up making a business out of, of what you do? Uh, I had been blogging while working some other jobs before I decided that you know I, I really did want to be a freelance writer. And at the time when I stopped working in an office and decided to focus on writing. I didn't know if you could make a living blogging. I assumed that you couldn't. So I wrote for magazines and newspapers, and I did, you know, merchandise brochures and, and that sort of thing. But as my blog gained popularity, and then as I got hired to blog for, you know, businesses, and then I started the second blog, after a while it sort of became clear that actually you, you can make a living blogging. It's just, it's very unusual for someone to make a living writing a single blog. That happens too, but that's much rarer. What's more common is someone like me who started off with one blog and now writes for multiple blogs and makes money through different channels in that blogging. Mm-hmm. And, and advertisers, I would assume, seeing the value of what you do, probably approach you wanting to, to buy space on your site. How, how does that work? Um, as you mentioned before, I do belong to an ad network. It's called blogherads.com, and uh, BlogHer is a, is a community for women who blog, and right now they have, I think, over 1,500 blogs in the network, reaching over 8 million women, mm. and they give the members, you, you know, you join the network, the network, and they give the members some code. We put it on our sites, and then they handle everything. They have their sales force that goes out and sells the ads and places them on the site, and they take in the money from the ads, and then we get paid per page impressions, which is 
very nice because it doesn't require anyone to click on it. And I also have seen all different kinds of blog net ad networks you can join, and I feel that ours is fairly inobtrusive. We control the size of the ads and where they go on the page, and it's important to me that my site not look like you know a great big mess of ads. Right, and it's, so in, it's, it's in keeping with the design of your site. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's it's off there in the sidebar. Nobody's ever complained about it. People don't have to click on it for me to make money. Blog her ads takes in the money, and I get half of, of what they bring in. And it's a, it's a great arrangement. I'm very pleased with the network. I was one of their uh, charter members, and it's just grown exponentially. And I, I continue to be really happy to be a member, and I, I think the way that they handle it is, you know, very ethical and productive and... I, I can't say enough good things about them. Well, and it allows you two to focus on what you want to do, which is the content, and not exactly. worry about you know trying to raise the money, so to speak. But you know, you really are, I think, a, a trailblazer in this profession. And I'm I'm really curious about your perspective on the future of blogging or whatever the great new thing's going to be. Do you do you have a sense of what might be on the horizon for blogs and bloggers such as yourself, or what may be the next new territory to uncover with new media? I think we're in this sort of interesting middle place right now where, you know, when blogs first started, people kind of scoffed and said, it's a fad and it's not going to stick around. And companies weren't paying attention. And now we're in this place where companies desperately want us. They want our eyeballs. They want our audiences. They know that we're here to stay. They know that people are turning away from things like, you know, morning television and instead reading blogs. And they want us, but they're just not quite sure how to get us or what to do with us once they have us. <laughs> so I think, I think we're going to pass through this place <laughs> in, into a place beyond where there's more partnerships, it, either with, with the advertising or with you know, more and more companies are, are starting their own blogs or you know, hiring bloggers to write for them. Um, I, I definitely think it's going gonna, it's gonna to stick around. I think the big shift that we're going to see, I hope, is that this whole sort of blanket mass email, hello, blogger, I work yeah. for XYZ Company, and I would love for you to tell the world about my you know, brand-new elephant hooker, which is great if you need to hook in some elephants. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm hoping <laughs> that, that that sort of thing is going to go away, and companies are going to have more of a you know, social media team, people who make more of a, of a partnership with the blogging community, than just reaching out and saying, I have this thing, please talk about it. You know, they're, yeah. they're sort of, right now, there's the camp of people who say, well, bloggers should talk about it for free, and the camp of people who say, well, you absolutely have to pay a blogger. And I really do think there's this lovely, fertile ground in between where there are partnerships to be had. Either, yeah. you know, there's paying for advertising, but there's also, there's giveaways, there's beta programs, there's test drives, you know, there's, all sorts of ways for us to work together, and I think we're all still figuring out how to do that. Very exciting for the future, though, because there's lots of opportunity on both sides of the fence, both with the companies and with yourself, and figuring all that out, you know, and it, and it will continue to change and adapt. Speaking of uh, fertile ground, <laughs> if people want to reach you, is there, a, is there a good way to do that? Absolutely. I have uh, contact emails on, on both websites, but um, I'm... Uh, Miriam Kamen at gmail.com, or they can look for contact emails on uh, either of my websites. But 
I'm easy to find. I'm on, you know, LinkedIn and all over the place. So, <laughs> of course you are, because that's what you do for a living. I would be yes. disappointed if you were not. <laughs> well, it's believe it or not, our time is over. I don't know where it went. So, thank you so much for being on today. Thank you. Thank you for having for- me. Oh, it's great to have you. And for those of you out there who are intrigued and maybe not have checked out Mir's blogs, you definitely need to do so. Wouldashoulda.com and wantnot.net. So check them out. Thanks to George, my producer, for a great show. And join me next Tuesday at 3 o'clock for another edition of Purse Strings. Until then, have a great day.